Hi friends, thanks for tuning in to Intuitively Her Podcast, where we talk about personal development, spirituality, psychology, metaphysics, and anything you need to transform your life. This is Andrea, your host and creator, here to bring you some inspiration today. I have a very wonderful and special guest. Her name is Allie Canavan. She's an international motivational speaker, a mindfulness teacher, and mother. I I love how I, I met her really randomly and organically at a get-together at one of Shaman. Uh, um, it was, what was her name? Alex. Alex's Alex. birthday. Yes. Okay. So I met you there, and it was just like, I felt really connected to you because you're very warm. And I heard your accent. I was like, oh, where is she from? Like, I wanted to know more about you, and I'm just glad that we're able to connect and finally record this because I've been wanting to for a while. Oh, I'm delighted. I'm really delighted that we've had this opportunity, especially now. I know, I know. So just if you could just give us a little background about yourself, where you come from, just your mission, your yeah, why. Yeah, gosh. Um, so I'm from Ireland, as you can tell by the accent. And at 15, I started modeling. So I modeled for like most of my life. I'm 42 now. So, you know, I would still do the odd job if I was asked, but I, I kind of started moving out of the industry about a decade ago, really. Um, I've always been a spiritual soul seeker. So from a very, very, very young age, like some of my first memories are speaking to spirit and, you know, listening and seeing things and being very interested in the metaphysical. Um, but that's something that I kind of had to hide back then. Like I always went to mediums and I just always kept it a secret because it wasn't like it is now, you know, every second person wasn't doing it. So if you were interested in it, you were a bit out there and you were a bit strange. Yes. yes. You know, you weren't kind of one of the girls. So I kind of kept all that in the down low. And I traveled the world as a model for a very long time, which was amazing in some ways, but I struggled a lot with mental health difficulties from a very early age and, you know, I struggled with addictions then in the industry. So I was medicated from yeah. like 15 onwards. And, you know, I, I was I was in a world where I was always told this is just how things were for me. Like, it's just how things are, you know, yeah. like there's you'll always be like this. And yeah, I always I find that like really I find that really hard. And I always struggled with that. And I felt quite sad. And at 32, I arrived back in Ireland and I had just separated from my boyfriend and I discovered I was expecting a baby and I was like really really because I just broke up with my boyfriend and you know this is not the right time but sure as we're seeing like there is no right time for anything except the illusion of our mind so I was 32 and my life changed and went in a very different direction literally overnight and that really became a journey of of going inwards and really doing the work. I mean, for many years before, I, I come from a Buddhist tradition, um, Kadampa Buddhism, and then Rigpa, my teacher, uh, Sagar Rinpoche, just passed away last year, actually. He wrote the Tibetan book, A Living wow. and Dying. And wow. I was always, I was really drawn to Buddhist teachings because I struggled with my mind. And yes. Buddhist teachings teach you about understanding the mind. So... I, I would went on many, many retreats and was always drawn to meditation, always drawn back to meditation, even though I struggled with meditation an awful lot in the beginning. I really did. I, I, I struggled terribly. It wasn't like a comfortable practice, but something in me knew that um, there was something in the practice. And I kept going back and I kept going back and I kept going mm-hmm. back. And 
after I had my son on, it really was the greatest gift all the way through my pregnancy. I meditated and just really kind of went inward on that journey of doing my own healing. That's beautiful. And I just was like, you know, when I'm about to become a mom and I've got to really stop and I've got to do this. And I was in an industry for a very long time where it was very easy to run away from myself, like modeling. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. But, you know, if I wasn't happy in New York, I'd go to Miami for two weeks or I'd go to L.A. or I'd go back to Europe. And, I, you know, it's like I'm just going to keep moving because maybe happiness is in the next city I go to. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. You know, and you could (laughs) at the time, you know, that was, you know, the freedom. Yeah. And and we do get kind of uh, a temporary fix from that. You know, if you keep moving, you know, and it's just avoidance. It's avoidance of being with the self. It's avoidance of dealing with what's really going on. Um, and you just keep moving. But what I realized is that you can't run away from yourself. You're always with yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can't really run away from yourself. And it's interesting because I started the road of studying nutrition first, you know, thinking awesome. that, you know, I come from the modeling industry, thinking that food was the problem and obviously surrounded by pretty much 70 percent of people with some f- form of an eating oh, disorder. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe food will fix things. And then I studied nutrition for many years. And I remember working with people when I was studi- when I was working with them just with food. And my intuition was like, it's not the food. The food is a symptom. Mm-hmm. This is nonsense. You know, it's something deeper yeah. than that. So I'm very intuitive in how I work now. And, you know, I'm a heart math facilitator now. Um, I'm a master NLP practitioner. Wow. I studied mindfulness at UCLA. Wow. I'm in the middle of doing my life mastery consultancy with Mary Morrissey, who's extraordinary, who's from the Bob Proctor kind of Wayne okay. Dyer era. Nice. And she's my mentor at the moment. And she's pretty amazing. And my journey really has led me home to the heart. Yeah. So no matter what road I took, yeah. it keeps coming back to the same place, which is home to the heart. And um, I work with people now purely intuitively using obviously all the different skills I have, including lifestyle and food and meditation mm-hmm. and everything. But I work with each person as they present to me. And, you know, we work together on what's really going on, because one of the things I found very frustrating when I was going to various people looking for help was that people kept treating different aspects of mm-hmm. me separately. Yeah. No one ever looked at the whole being yeah you know, what was going on in all of my life. And when I was in Ireland about five years ago, I created shows called The Full 360, where I bring about 300 people in for the day. And we would go through an experiential day of well-being. So there'd be dancing and group meditations and a beautiful, healthy meal. And I do a juicing and blending demo. And we talk about sleep and we talk about the power of your thoughts. And I would bring a you know, emotions in and, you know, the power of your language. And then we'd bring gratitude workshops in and using words like I am and getting people to do exercises. And so I was trying to bring people through. There's a difference between knowing and doing. Yes. And a lot of people read about these things and read about gratitude and read about meditation (laughs) and read about everything, but they don't do it and they don't put it into practice because a lot of people are like, I don't really know where to start. And I, I kind of think it's going to be difficult. So I was like, I want to put a day together where people come and experience these practices. And at the end of the day, people used to come up to me and go, I really enjoyed that. And actually, I think I could do that myself. And I'm like, yeah, you see, it's it's not as difficult as we thought. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite the journey. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I am. I'm so inspired. That's 
you should bring that over here. We should create a, a group out here. And- yeah, we've been talking about it, actually, bringing the full 360 here, because I just moved here in December, and it was like, Amer- I always thought when I moved back to Ireland, I was like, that's it, I'm back home again. Yeah. And America just kept calling. It's really interesting, <laughs> you know. Um, it's It's funny, you know. It's the thing I was putting the least amount of effort into, and it was the area of my life that the most was happening in, if that makes yeah. sense. So I got a scholarship to UCLA, and then I kept being brought back to do big corporate talks. And, you know, people kept calling me from American companies. And I was like, this is really interesting. Yeah. I feel like I'm being called back to America. And being here right now um, with my son and my single mother, it just feels like the right place for me. It really feels yeah. like home. And it always did, actually, even before I went back to Ireland. Obviously, like, I'm Irish yeah. and my heart will always be in Ireland. But there's something there's something about being um, in California and being in the States at this time that I just feel very comfortable. I feel very at home. I feel like my tribe yeah. is here. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by like-minded people who really stimulate me and encourage me to be the best version of myself like I just have extraordinary friends in this field who are incredible um and I think that there's an incredible amount of light workers in yeah. California an incredible amount of light workers like everybody I meet you know I'm going wow you're a light worker too well you're mm-hmm. a light worker too so there's something special about the energy of California and I think especially in this in this time, you know, as we, as we enter a new decade, we enter a new era, we enter a new a new way of being as humans. Um, and I think there's a reason for that. I think we've all been called here for a reason. I really do. Especially in today's and today, whatever's happening currently, I would, I was just wondering, like, what was your insight and how you can just um, survive this? <laughs> for some people, are really, mm. you know, getting really deep into it, into their thoughts and their anxiety and. I feel like I hear that I hear yeah. that more than anything. And um I was just wondering what was your what was your insight? What would you advise to those that are so it's very interesting because for for a girl for myself who struggled with anxiety and depression her entire life, I feel incredibly calm right now. And the proof is in how you live, you know. So for many, many years, I remember my Buddhist teacher saying to me, Alison, Alison, consistency, consistency, consistency. And it's the consistency that you're not getting, Alison. He said, I know you're coming and sitting with me for seven days, but then you go home and you do what you always did. And this is why things aren't falling into place for you. This is why you're not healing. And I kind of always fought against that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit stubborn. <laughs> In that I can kind of be like, I'll just prove all these people yeah. wrong, you know, <laughs> these people who have been studying this forever. Like, I'm going to be the one to kind of just prove them wrong. Um, and I remember after I had my son, I I sank into my practice each and every morning and I began to write a gratitude diary when he was very mm-hmm. tiny. And I still do it every morning. I have kept it up for an wow. entire decade. And what I what I have noticed is that um, consistency is key. Showing up for yourself is key. And having some kind of stillness practice is essential in today's world. It's not optional anymore. It's essential. But what I'd like to say to everybody now is that it's never too late. This is a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for the long list of all the things that you said you wanted to do. This is the time to do it. There is no more excuses. You are at home now. And I think this is an opportunity with every single crisis that happens there comes a gift. And I do believe that. And if you just look at any of the, you know, difficulties that you've had in your life, there's always been great growth and learning. In fact, we we really grow when we 
you know, encounter suffering. And there's not one human being on this planet that is not suffering in some shape or form, no matter what we perceive people to have and not have. And it's interesting because the last couple of days I've been kind of sitting, uh, called to really Mm -hmm. sit in meditation a lot more than I have been before. And it's, I think there's our own pain coming up and our own wounds, you know, that we haven't sat with and they're looking for our attention, but we're also picking up on the collective energy. So we're picking up on the sadness and the fear and the panic from the collective. So it's really important to know that a lot of this isn't actually yours. So Mm -hmm. don't take it on. And the way to do that is to sit in meditation and pray, prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation. They're two of the greatest gifts we have right now. Prayer, meditation, movement, nutrition. So one of the things we always, always have is the power of choice. Always, no matter what's happening. So I was thinking today and yesterday, my dad was in my mind a lot. I lost my dad about 22 Mm -hmm. years ago. He was very young. He died from cancer. And I remember, and whether he's with me um, the last couple of days, because I feel him coming in very strongly. And I think his message is like, live every day as if it's your last, even when there is no coronavirus. Like this is the message for humanity is to really value life and cherish life. And, you know, I remember the last year of his life, he got sick and passed away within a year. Every single day of that year, he lived. He ticked so much off his bucket list. I never heard him moan. I never heard him complain. And, you know, right now, I think of the people absolutely struggling and suffering with the coronavirus and also those in fear, because that in itself is a virus. But I also think of those people who are dying, who do have terminal illnesses, who are dealing with this anyway, while we all go about our busy lives. So this is a massive opportunity for us to come together as a human family and to kind of ask ourselves the question, you know, how can I serve humanity at this time? That's the first question I ask as soon as my eyes open in the morning. Dear God, today's a great day. You know, miracles shall follow miracle and wonders shall never cease. How can I serve today? Show me how I can serve today. And it's, it's the most important question because right now we're learning that what, what affects one affects everyone. That's the biggest lesson what we're learning right now. Otherwise, the whole world wouldn't be shut down. If we were individual beings that didn't kind of weren't interdependent on each other, we wouldn't have to self-isolate. We wouldn't have to do what we're doing. So this is a human consciousness time of coming together. And I was doing a meditation today just outside on the porch. And it's really interesting, like when you trust the universe, I couldn't, I was using Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi on my phone to do the live. And on my computer, I was trying to play um, music for the meditation. And it would not play. Like, it would not play, Andrea. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I just heard this voice saying, and it's not meant to. Just do the meditation without the music. So I did the meditation without the music. And honestly, about 30 to 40 birds flew into my garden. I am not joking you. My son was like, mom. And they started singing. Oh, my God. And they started singing really loudly. And I just got this download that it was like they were trying to communicate with us to say, Look at what's happening. Look at what's happening to Mother Nature. Look at what's happening for us. Look at what's happening to the air. Look at what's happening to the rivers. Look at what's happening to the seas and the oceans. And I was just like, that's the reason why the music wouldn't work. Because there's no reason why my computer wouldn't work or my phone was. It just didn't make sense. Um, So I think there's some really beautiful things that are happening right now. And I think if we can learn 
that we ha- always have a choice to lean into fear or lean into love, um, then I think this is going to be a very, very valuable time for human beings. Absolutely. I really do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that insight. It gives it a whole other light. We all need some different perspective to get ourselves out of our mm. biggest thing. And it's nice to hear from you because obviously you have so much background in it and you practice mindfulness daily. So that I guess what that's one of my questions. Uh, another one. Um, what would you, what's the number one thing you cannot go without daily that would help, that helps you be balanced mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? So it's connecting with my heart, connecting with my heart each and every day and opening that portal because your heart is a portal and opening that portal. Like a lot of us, I know for many years when I was struggling with addictions and mental health issues, I had a closed heart. I had a closed heart because I was scared. I was scared to let anybody in. I was afraid to be hurt. I didn't feel good about myself. I I felt like a, an imposter in my industry. I felt less than. I didn't feel enough. Like all of the different diseases that we struggle with as human beings. And when I truly learned the power of the heart and, you know, the fact that the heart is probably the most intelligent organ in the body, it sends more messages to the mind each day than the mind sends down to the rest of the body. Wow. Like That's huge, you know. And when you look at all this study and research for the last kind of 50 years through HeartMath, and I'm a facilitator mm-hmm. for HeartMath, and people like Dr. Howard Martin, I mean, they're, they're just extraordinary people who consistently and constantly teach that our power lies in connecting with our inner world where we actually are our own gurus and we have the answer to all our own problems, but we've got to go in and we've got yeah. to trust ourselves. And connecting with my heart every morning has given me the ability to have the strength to move forward and face the things that fear me the most. And because the heart kind of the reason why people are when I work with people in the beginning and they begin to open the heart, they can get very emotional and they can feel Mm -hmm. a bit scared and feel a bit vulnerable because when you open your heart, you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable. Um, But also what happens when you open the heart as well, in equal parts, you also become courageous because that's where the word core, heart in French comes from. So the heart will support you as well as allowing you to be vulnerable and learn the lessons that we're here to learn from this world. But the heart is also a really important support system. So it's like an internal support system that helps you to cope with whatever comes your way in life. And if we've shut that off, we have now shut off our internal support system and we're relying Mm -hmm. on our mind, our rational mind and and our limited thinking. Because remember that we can only think from what we have been learned and taught and the experiences that, and and our programming, yeah, exactly. Like, so all of our thinking is limited. And that's why I, I teach something called brave thinking which is about dreaming your life into being, which is about really like shifting your paradigms and truly understanding that you can imagine and dream any life you want into being, any life. Like people like Neva Goddard wrote Mm -hmm. about this in the 40s and Florence Scovel Shin in the 20s, you know, when she spoke about the game of life and they're all talking about the same thing. It's the power of the mind. But what we have been indoctrinated into is a system where we are told from a very early age to sit down, be quiet in school, do as you're told, don't question authority, don't have an opinion. And if your opinion is different from everybody else, you will pay for it by being ostracized and pushed outside the social circle and 
So you'll feel so lonely that what you'll do is end up just following everyone like a sheeple because you don't want to be ostracized and alone. So, you know, it's it's a kind of a tug of war that that the this world, the 3D matrix world plays with you. And it, it kind of pushes and pulls you until it wears you down and you finally just conform. You know, so what we're learning now is that people are going, hold on a second. I actually don't think that and I don't believe that to be true. And if you listen to your body, because your body always keeps the score, your body always tells you the truth. And if you think one thing and you feel another and what you're feeling is off, trust your instincts, trust your feelings, trust your body, because your body knows. And that's why the heart is so important, because the heart will never, ever, ever lie to you. Your mind will mm -hmm. all the time, yes. all the time. <laughs> you know, Monkey it, mind. It, it's just, just like, looking for reasons the, to fill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking for reasons. But also picking up, like oh, yeah. I went to the supermarket earlier. Yeah. There was there was nothing there, Same. by the way. So I was like, great. Okay. So <laughs> what we're going to like, there's literally nothing on the shelves. And I went into the supermarket and I was in great form and we'd just gone for a hike and we were on our way back and I was in the car and I was sitting there and I took a deep breath and I felt like a, yeah. a bit of a pain in my lungs and the lungs mm -hmm. hold grief. And I took a deep breath in and I just said a prayer in the car and I said, dear God, if this is not mine, please take it from me now and put it, bring it back to the light to be transmuted and transformed. And if this is the pain yes. of the collective, send them wow. love. And it went. Wow. It went. And and this is the kind of thing, like I surprise myself all the time, <laughs> by the way, when I do this, because <laughs> I was in the yes. car and I took a deep breath and I went, oh, it went. Yes. So it wasn't mine. So I was in the supermarket and what my body mm -hmm. was doing was picking up on the Definitely. fear around me, you know, and different parts of the body, you know, hold different emotions. So your lungs are grief, your kidneys are fear, uh -huh. your liver is anger, all, all different things. And I was like, as I was breathing, I was like, I have this pain in my back and I, I, you know, I'm breathing, but I can't take a really easy deep breath. And I know now that it's not anxiety because, exactly. you know, I just know the difference. So we've got to be mindful that even when we're sleeping and if we wake up and we feel fearful and anxious, mm -hmm. sometimes it's not ours. It's not all ours. A little bit of it, of it is, but it's not all ours. And this is why we have to be really careful with turning on yes. the news and listening Agreed. to it 24 seven. Agreed. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's really just draining. It's just draining and, and keeping you in fear and keeping you low keeping you because like our yeah. brain are, our brains are constantly being programmed no matter what so you better be feeding it good you know or else it's going to be going yeah. on real. yeah and, and you know they're being programmed with symbols that we don't even think that they're programming us and sounds yes. and frequencies and vibrations and 5g's and and everything else but when you have fear on so what does fear do to the body like fear is a virus in itself yeah. and it's it's highly contagious by the way like you don't even have I to speak it into yeah. being it's an energy that's contagious so you can be standing in the supermarket like I was today and if the five people standing mm -hmm. behind me are in deep fear um I'm picking up on that in my energetic body if yes. I haven't done work to protect myself so it's really interesting that just because that part of who we are is invisible to the naked eye to our human eye doesn't mean that it's not real and that's what we're seeing at the moment we're seeing a pandemic of fear as well as the coronavirus like there's so many other diseases out there right now and because you're in such a bad state of fear you're Definitely. now at risk of picking up any of those you know not just the coronavirus because and also it you know, you've got your stress hormones rushing around your body. Your prefrontal cortex is now turned off. Your prefrontal cortex 
when it's running in the stress state, your brain is completely shut down. And that's the part of your brain you need to make rational decisions, like to feel grounded, to feel centered. So you've now like the amygdala is Mm -hmm. on fire. It's fight, flight or freeze. You know, your body is in complete shutdown. You can't digest your food. You can't absorb your nutrients. And now you're immunocompromised as well. Not good. So this is why I'm saying absolutely keep informed about what's going on. That's really important. Keep yourself informed. If your kids are in school, you need to know. But maybe you're on an email from the school. So just, you know, rely on that. But you don't have to be on 50 WhatsApp groups where people are sharing really scary stuff. And then a couple of people sent me articles like nice articles this morning from Facebook. And I yeah. don't usually scroll through feeds anymore, even before this. It just actually makes me feel anxious oh, yeah. looking at everything. Stuff. I'm like, yeah. it's just not good. Yeah, yeah. And I just always feel, you know, a little tense when I do. Um, my Instagram feed is not so bad because I have, I follow yes. such amazing people and such inspiring people that actually when I, when I go through Instagram, yeah. I usually feel quite inspired, it. believe it or not. Um, and that's, in, that's choice as well. So I just started kind of looking at what was going on at Facebook this morning. And it took me about a half an hour in my meditation to kind of breathe myself out of it and ground myself and go outside. And I was like, wow, imagine not having a practice and oh exposing gosh. yourself to that 24 7 it's really yeah. scary that's really scary for someone you know who's who are picking up on that vibration so what I would say to people right now is just be mindful of your energy connect with your breath that's you know yeah, that's put your hand in you. your heart how does it look like how do you open a heart like you for know? my listeners just explain how yeah. you open your heart to some people that don't really have experience in it so Yeah. So just sitting, like even I say to my clients, like in the morning, as soon as your eyes open, place your hand on your heart and begin to practice heart focused breathing. So just visualize your breath, long, slow, deep breath going in and out of your heart area. And keep doing this for as long as is needed. And you'll begin to feel a sense of softness. And what you're doing here is you're opening up the heart's energy. Really beautiful way to start your day. And then cultivate a good feeling emotion like Think about the type of day you would love to have. You know, what kind of day would I love to have today? You know, I'd like to have a day full of joy, full of love, full of laughter. You know, visualize your day going well or think of something that you're really grateful for. You know, and if you've just had a really good night's sleep, go there. So you're cultivating a good feeling emotion. You're connecting with your heart. Now you're already starting your day the right way you're, you're giving yourself a head start so you're not waking up and feed, feeding into the fear frenzy you can mm-hmm. do this while you're still lying in bed and I say to people don't underestimate the power of touch so if you're out and about at, at the moment and you find yourself in a difficult conversation in a supermarket or wherever you are place your hand on your heart while you're in conversation with that person this will awaken your heart energy It'll give you the courage. It'll give you the power to just stop for a second, take a deep breath and trust that when we work with our heart and with the heart energy, it's like having a backup support system. Does that make sense? Because your heart will never lead you astray, you know, and your heart encourages you to settle in the present moment, to just be with what is. And when we do this, we begin to listen to our intuition and it begins to get louder and louder. And people always say to me, how does that look or how does that sound? Well, it's never scared or frantic or stressed. So your intuition is always 
very calm, very knowing. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a tiny whisper, it'll always be very sure of its voice. So anything that's fear-based and panic-based, that's not your intuition. Yeah. That's not your inner guidance system. That's not coming from a heart-centered space because it's just not how we are. So your, your heart is a sense of peace and alignment. And the more you connect with your heart, you know, the more that you'll be able to reconnect quicker and easier and drop down into your heart whenever you need it. But I would take maybe five to 10 minutes each day just mm. sitting and practicing heart focused breathing, you know, and you can do this with your eyes open or closed because we have to be mindful that there's some people that don't like to, you know, have their eyes closed. And so it's it's about kind of giving people tools that mm. they can use anywhere. So you can be sitting in the car. You can be chronically stressed in rush hour, coming home from work. You know, you're picking up the kids later, whatever's happening in your life. And you drop down into your heart. You feel your hands on the steering wheel. You begin to practice heart focused breathing in and out and in and out. And I always say to people, affirmations that begin with I am are the most powerful. Um, I am is is for me the word of God. And I always say I am safe. I am present. I am powerful. I am confident, I am love, I am guided, Mm -hmm. I am harmony. And you can go on and on and on with those words. And if I'm ever kind of stressed or in traffic, that's where I go. And if it means for me, just repeating, I am love, I am love, Mm -hmm. I am love. Sometimes I stick with the same word, you know, to bring that vibration and that energy into my body. Bearing in mind, we are 70% water and water carries a vibration and our words carry a vibration. You know, so it's really important that we mind the language that we're using at the moment with ourselves and about the world at large. So I always say to people, keep it really, really simple. Stop complicating it because it's more about doing it than making it complicated. So just dropping down into your heart. I always say to people, imagine you're dropping down like an elevator from your from your head to your heart. So and the stop is in your heart and you drop down into your heart. And then you visualize your breath coming in and out and just stay with it. that for as long as you need to. Just stay with heart, heart focused breathing and you will see a difference if you come home to your heart every single time you feel called to. You will start to feel a difference in how you feel and you'll start to see the world you live in get a little bit brighter, yes. a little bit kinder, a little bit lighter, you know, and it happens slowly. It's like turning up the dimmer exactly. switch. It doesn't happen all at once you know it's consistency and it's practice yes, and it's, it's just showing I, up for yourself that, that yeah. was amazing and you read my mind my my next question was how do you differentiate between um your fear-based thinking and your intuition because a lot of the times you know it could be louder than our intuition but like you said you will feel it whether it's um like you said confident and sharing it what it thinks or what it comes yeah, and just to always understand that, like, some of your thoughts are not yours. You know, you're picking thoughts up from the collective consciousness. You're picking thoughts up from programming. And, you know, if we look at Abraham Hicks' work, and uh, she always says, a belief is mm-hmm. just a thought you keep on thinking. And I remember hearing that years ago. Yeah. And it was like a real aha moment for me when I was listening to those videos. And I was like, whoa, a belief is just a thought you keep on thinking. So somebody told me something. And I kept on thinking that thought. Now it's my belief. Very, very few of us question anything. Most of us just believe everything we're told. And we're we're trained and we're told to do that from our education system. 
So now we're moving into a new era where I always encourage everyone to do their own research. Don't take what I yeah. what I say for granted. Don't take what anyone says for granted. Like absolutely listen, take what lands with you, leave the rest, but always go and do your own research. Like always, always, always. And I think that's how we put power yeah. back into the hands of the people so that they can do the research and find out for themselves what resonates with them as truth and what doesn't. And we are coming into an age where that ability to question everything is going to be more important than ever, because I think the rest of this year, we are going to be called to, we're going to see some things that are going to be difficult. We're going to hear some things about the world that are going to be difficult. And we're going to more than ever need to go inwards, connect with our heart and do our own research and search for the truth. And I think that's one of the most powerful messages we can be Yes, you know sharing you and reminder. sending out to humanity definitely it's a big one right now we need to not just believe everything that we see or memes on instagram and social media do your research and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and be careful exactly. about sharing fear-based memes and you know without having any like People keep sharing stuff without even questioning where did it come from? What is the source? It's the same research studies I say to people like when I was in college, Mm -hmm. who did the research? Who paid for it? What was the reason the study was taken? Like it's time for us to start asking questions and not being blindly led down the road, you know, so just kind of just be a little bit more inquisitive. And yeah, that means we've got to stop being so lazy and just like turning on the TV and taking whatever we're told for granted. Sure, it's a little bit more work, but it's very liberating and it's very freeing, you know, to find out the truth of who we are and why we're here and what's going on on the planet right now. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So where can we find you, Alison? Thank you. So on my website, alisoncanavan.com and on Instagram at alisoncanavanwellness. So you can join my newsletter, which goes out on a Sunday and I do one-on-one coaching. And yeah, so you can amazing, find all my details amazing. on there. And Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and, and sharing your energy and amazing insight that Thank I can use. So I know my, my fellow people can definitely benefit from right now in these days. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for all the work you do too. I'll talk to you soon. Send you so much love. Thank Thank you. you. Bye.